Welcome to the Essential Self-Care Podcast, where we talk about all things self-care for those of us who are, let's face it, too busy for self-care. It's time to bring that same compassion that you offer to everyone else in your life to yourself as well. In this podcast, you'll hear real life stories of how self-care transformed people's lives as they were going through life's storms. You'll learn practical, actionable tools to begin the self-care journey yourself as well. Because like I always say, small changes make a large impact. I'm your host, Dr. Sheetha Lajmani. I'm a physician, best-selling author, and the founder of Radiant Living Institute. Through my signature program, Reclaim Your Radiance, you'll reclaim your worth, renew your energy, and restore your happiness in your life, career, and relationships. To get started, download your free guidebook, Six Simple Yet Powerful Steps to Create Your Radiant Life at RadiantLivingInstitute.com. Quick disclaimer before we get started, the information in this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not medical advice. Always seek the advice of your own medical practitioner and or mental health provider about your specific situation. Now, let's get started. Today, I have the pleasure of welcoming Dr. Nishi Bhopal to the Essential Self-Care Podcast. Dr. Bhopal is a psychiatrist, sleep medicine, and integrative holistic medicine expert. Through her training in integrative psychiatry and Ayurveda and her personal experiences with yoga and meditation, she blends the best of ancient wisdom and modern science. Dr. Bhopal is the founder of Pacific Integrative Psychiatry in the San Francisco Bay Area. She's on a mission to make mental wellness and the science of sleep easy to understand and accessible to all. She's also the founder of the IntraBalance YouTube channel, where she provides clinical sleep medicine education to healthcare practitioners. Welcome to the Essential Self-Care Podcast, Dr. Bhopal. Thanks for having me here today. Yeah, I'm really excited about our topic today. So today, Dr. Bhopal is going to share a little bit more with us about the importance of sleep for your self-care and overall well-being. So let's dive right in. Dr. Bhopal, can you tell us a little bit about how you see the role of sleep fitting into self-care and why it's so important? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. And I really see sleep as the foundation of self-care because it's hard to engage in other self-care practices when you're not well-rested. Right. And so rest is more than just sleep. And I, I often speak about this with my patients and, and colleagues as well, but sleep is an important part of rest. And so without good sleep, it's hard to exercise, right? Cause you're just too tired. It's hard to eat well because sleep affects our metabolism and our hunger hormones, and it can cause cravings. And we can talk about that in a little bit when you're not well rested and, and you haven't gotten enough sleep, it's hard to meditate. So it's really hard to do any of those other self-care practices and even have self-compassion right? Because we're more prone to anxiety and irritability and um, having issues with concentration and cognitive functioning as well when we're not well rested and we haven't gotten enough sleep. So I really see the foundation of self-care as sleep. And I also look at sleep as almost a radical act of self-care because our society is not set up for us to get enough sleep and to get enough rest. Absolutely. I think you brought up such great points there. I mean, that's a really great point that Yeah. If you're not well rested, you can go and try to incorporate all of these other self-care activities and routines, and maybe you do them as well, but they may not be as effective because you are so sleepy, or like you said, maybe you are irritable while you're doing it. Right. And so it's only going to be so beneficial when you're not coming from that place of of also being well-rested or having a good night's sleep. And also through that, through the points that you made, you really, I feel like highlighted how sleep does affect really so many other parts of your life and your overall well-being as well. 
Absolutely. Sleep affects every aspect of your life. And, you know, just think about when you haven't gotten enough sleep, just notice how you feel, right? So I encourage everyone to just start paying attention to your sleep and notice how you feel because you might notice that it's harder to pay attention in meetings. You might be making careless errors in your emails. You might find that you just don't have the energy to connect with other people, to connect with your family and loved ones. And then of course it has an impact on physical health too. There are higher rates of blood pressure, uh, high blood pressure when people aren't sleeping well. It's harder to regulate your metabolism and your weight when you're not getting enough sleep. It has a direct impact on mood. And as a psychiatrist, I see this frequently with people when they're struggling with anxiety and depression. So it really does affect every system in the body. Yeah. I mean, I think like you had said earlier, we also live in a culture and a society where we've almost normalized not getting a good night's sleep and not getting enough hours of sleep or staying up really late to work on projects or staying up really late while looking at a blue light screen, our phone or the TV or, or the computer. And, you know, really realizing and prioritizing the fact that not getting a good night's sleep does actually have all of these direct physiological effects on your physical body, as well as your mental wellness, as you, as you mentioned. And so with that, what would you say could be a shift that someone could make now having this understanding, having this awareness that not getting enough sleep can directly affect their physiology and their mental well-being. And one of the first steps that you mentioned of just having awareness of, of how it also affects you, just the things that you notice in your day-to-day -day life. What else would you suggest as kind of the first step for someone to either maybe prioritize sleep or make that kind of mindset shift that this is important and then what do you think would be a good first step for someone to improve their sleep? Yeah. So I think that mindset shift that you mentioned is, is a really good way to start. And, you know, I also want to emphasize to anyone who's listening that, you know, when you're not getting enough sleep, it can cause all these issues that we just talked about, but don't let that alarm you or scare you too, right? Because I, I sometimes think that in the sleep world, we do people a disservice by talking about all the bad things that can happen when you don't get enough sleep. And that can start to create more anxiety and tension around it, right? And so sleep is really something that we need to embrace as as an activity that is nourishing for our body, that's nourishing for our mind, it's nourishing for our soul, right? So we want to really look at it that way, that it's a way to take care of ourselves. It's not something that we have to fight to get enough of, right? So that simple mindset shift is, is really, really effective. I love um, that. I love that. Just what it made me think of is just kind of our, our inner dialogue and, and having self, what you had mentioned earlier as well of having self-compassion through this process. And, you know, maybe instead of being hard on ourselves of, oh, why can I not fall asleep right now? Or, oh, I know I really should be, you know, that word should can be a really, um, it's just loaded with, with emotion, but of kind of bringing in a bit more of a gentle, kind dialogue with yourself of this is going to be nourishing for me. This is nourishing for me. And starting from that place, I really love that mindset shift. Definitely. And, you know, and part of that is letting go of perfection. Cause I, I see this again, you know, with, with people that I work with in our, in our practice is that they're striving to get this quote unquote, perfect amount of sleep or perfect quality of sleep every night. And that just doesn't work. And then it, it becomes a, a source of stress. 
right? Because it's just not possible. So just letting go of this idea that you have to get perfect quality sleep every night, which again, doesn't exist, or you have to get the exact amount of hours that you need every single night that we, we don't want to strive for that. We just want to strive for what our own body needs. And again, that starts with awareness and having a healthy relationship, a loving, kind relationship with ourselves and with sleep. So as a first step, I do recommend that people just start to notice what their relationship with sleep is like. Right. So for people who don't struggle with sleep, it's usually because they don't think about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's it's the people who are thinking about sleep a lot that do tend to struggle with it. And that because they're starting to, you know, develop anxiety about it or there's some stress associated with it. So just start by examining, okay, what is my relationship with sleep? Am I making it a priority in in a loving and kind way for myself? Am I carving out time for myself to relax during the day? Because Another issue that people might struggle with is we're on the go all day long, right? We're jumping from one meeting to another, or we're worried about being productive all day long. So we don't give ourselves time to rest. And then when bedtime rolls around, we want to just fall asleep immediately. And it does not work that way. So looking at how your day is set up, because good sleep does start during the day. So I, I recommend those two things. So looking at your mindset and your relationship with sleep, and then how you're going through your day, because that's going to impact how you sleep at night. Yeah. And I think that's a great point also of kind of expecting ourselves to kind of run through the day and then just with the snap of a fingers, being able to fall asleep at night. So maybe even bringing some sort of a nourishing routine in different aspects of your day, as you mentioned, and particularly maybe in that evening time, if possible. And even if that starts with maybe just a nourishing self-dialogue. Definitely. And and even the thoughts that you have first thing in the morning can have an impact on how you go through your day and then mm-hmm. also how you experience sleep at night. So, you know, again, for people who are struggling with with insomnia, for example, they might wake up thinking, oh my God, I got such a bad night of sleep or I barely slept last night. How am I going to get through the day? That's going to impact how they go through their day. It's going to cause a lot of stress and anxiety and then even more stress and anxiety when bedtime comes around, right? So even just being mindful of how you start your day, starting your day with maybe some light stretching, with hydration, with bright light, these simple things can have a big impact on how your nervous system functions throughout the day and in, and also at night. Those are really great points. And, and I like that you brought up kind of the nervous system as well. You know, I had, uh, I've had a couple guests on recently where we were talking about nervous system regulation, you know, one with Dr. Arthi Surya. So that would be a great one for, for listeners to go back and listen to as well, where she actually walks us through a, a few practices to just help start getting in touch with, with kind of what your nervous system is doing and beginning to just regulate that, which I think plays a big role in sleep and just what you were talking about, you know, as you were talking about the anxieties that come can come up surrounding sleep, I was thinking about just these mind-body practices and that mind-body connection and, and really using that as a modality perhaps to kind of help with that, cultivate some of those nourishing routines and just to help with some of that nervous system regulation as well. I think that's really helpful to have those practical tools um, to regulate the nervous system because the way that sleep works is that we need to be in our parasympathetic nervous system state in order to fall asleep. 
right? So our parasympathetic is the rest and digest aspect of our autonomic nervous system. And then the other side of it is the sympathetic nervous system, which is the fight, flight, and freeze response. And so we need both parts of that nervous system to, to live, right? To function in the world. That many of us are in our sympathetic nervous system more than we should be. And so learning how to activate the parasympathetic nervous system with those nervous system tools that you mentioned is going to help improve sleep quality. But I also like to look at three other pillars. So there's kind of four pillars that I like to look at when we are improving our sleep quality. So nervous system is one of the pillars or so a nervous system and mindset that kind of bundle those two things together because our thoughts do affect our nervous system. The next pillar I look at is the circadian rhythm. So that's our body clock. And that's largely influenced by light exposure and dark exposure. Many of us have a deficiency of light during the day and then a deficiency of darkness at night. So um, regulating light and dark exposure helps with a circadian rhythm and the timing of meals and the timing act of activities also impacts the body clock. The third pillar is the sleep drive. So that's essentially how sleepy we are when we go to bed. And the longer we're awake, the more we get a buildup of a neurotransmitter called adenosine that makes us sleepy. So staying out of bed when we're not sleeping is a good way to help increase the sleep drive. Staying active during the day can help with this as well. And then the fourth pillar I like to look at is nutrition and gut health, because if our body doesn't have the building blocks it needs to make the neurotransmitters and hormones involved in sleep, things like serotonin and melatonin and so forth, the acetylcholine, if we don't have those um, building blocks, we can do all these other practices and we're still not going to sleep that well, right? So we need to have all of these four pillars in place in order to optimize sleep quality. That's wonderful. I love that framework. Dr. Bhopal, you shared so much. I feel like we've had so much great information in this episode. I mean, so first of all, if for our listeners, if someone, if you're, you know, looking at your sleep and looking at how to kind of optimize it or how to look at this as, as a very important foundational piece to your self-care, just to kind of review here, you know, first thinking about what your relationship is with sleep. And then second, so looking at the mindset here. So what's your relationship to sleep? And then think about and look at how you're going about your day, because what your day look like day looks like is also going to affect your sleep. And then looking at these four pillars. So looking at your nervous system, that nervous system regulation that we talked a little bit about, thinking about the circadian rhythm. So an you know, a, a framework for thinking about that that you shared was thinking about your light exposure. So, you know, generally when the sun is out is when our body is naturally expecting to be exposed to light. And whereas we tend to have this reversal going on here. So thinking about that light exposure and not just how much light you're exposed to, but when. <laughs> and then also thinking about along there, kind of the timing of your meals and activity during the day. And then looking at your sleep drive, as well as your nutrition and your gut health, begin to also cultivate a nourishing dialogue with yourself around your sleep. Any other final words or anything you'd like to add to that, Dr. Bhopal? Yeah. You know, I, I would recommend to people to not be afraid to set boundaries around sleep, even if you might have a different schedule than your partner or friends that you're spending time with. And I always remember this teacher of mine when I was in seventh grade, and I don't know why this stuck with me, but she would talk about how when she'd have people over to her, her home, her bedtime was 10 p.m. And so if they were still there and talking, you know, hanging out, she would say, okay, good night, everyone. I'm going to go to bed. You can let yourselves out. And 
I didn't, I wasn't interested in sleep back then. I mean, I was like in seventh grade, but for some reason that story always stuck with me because it just emphasized how well she was taking care of herself by prioritizing her sleep. Yeah. That's such a great story. I think, I think that one's going to stick with me too. That's such a great story. And I think that's such a great point too, because I think that that can be a challenging one for many people, especially especially if the, if them and their partner have a different time that feels best for them within their body to go to sleep. Uh, I think that's one that can come up quite a bit. Absolutely. And, and you see these mismatched chronotypes sometimes within couples <laughs> and that can start to create issues. But again, it really does come back to paying attention to your body, paying attention to your own individual needs and really honoring that so you can nourish yourself with sleep as a form of self-care. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being here. If anyone wants to learn more about the work that you're doing, where can they find you? So for people in California, you can work with us at our practice at pacificintegrativepsych.com, or you can find me on YouTube at intrabalance, it's I-N-T-R-A balance. Wonderful. Thank you again for being here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, leave a positive review, and share this episode with someone you know. And remember, your free guide, Six Simple Yet Powerful Steps to Create Your Radiant Life, is waiting for you at radiantlivinginstitute.com. Download it today.